You're listening to Wanna Coffee with Kyalisha and Adriana talking random, sensible shit. I cannot believe the sudden passing, or at least sudden to what we know, um, of Chadwick, but the passing of Chadwick Bosman. His effect on so many people, the industry, Marvel, black representation, all the while he had colon cancer for four years. Definitely no one saw it coming because he, he hit it so well. And I don't think it, and, and that I, in this point, I think is why everyone is so, you know, impressed about that. I don't think he hit it because, um, you know, paparazzi uh, and drama or anything, but it looks like he really didn't want to be defined by that. Yeah. He maybe he knew that something might happen like ultimately, but he really and that's so admirable that he really wanted to do so many things before the last thing were to happen and he did it. So for me that's the most shocking part of part. I mean he was an artist, he, he was in Hollywood, he was world famous. But for me, that is the most remarkable part, that he had a mission to accomplish. And I think he made it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. His legacy. Yeah. Lots of, I guess, I don't know what you would call that, but maybe fortitude of strength, fortitude of character, integrity of character. He... um he just seemed to unlock so many parts of himself and transcend these like roles while being sick. It's just, they talk about him doing like stunts for all of his roles, especially during the Marvel, like the Black Panther role and how he would be in like freezing cold water and like he did his stunts for the role. Wow. You know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck? Like, I would be telling everyone I was sick. I'd be like, I'm sick. I can't, I can't do that. Yeah, de- definitely. But, well, there, there is a thing like, what defines you in the face of death? Because he could have easily said like, yeah, I'm sick. I'm not doing this or say, you know, these are the last years of my life, maybe, and I'll decide to, you know, rest, retire, have some leisure. But no, he decided to uh, to work and to do what he has, like, really meaningful characters that he played, like, well, you know, uh, Thurgood Marshall, yes, Kathy uh, Robinson, Black Panther, like it's so meaningful for little kids, like he was their idol. So you cannot help to wonder, you know, what what will you do if if you were in that situation? And that is something that I think this news have have maybe 
uh, you know, you're not like a trigger to ask us. Like you, you have to ask yourself, what, the, what would I do? What would I do? And honestly, I don't know what will I do. I, you know, you try to think that you will pull through it, but you know, emotionally, psychologically, uh, physically, your body will react in so many different ways. And the way he did it or the way he fought through that was amazing. Mm-hmm. It's reminding me a little too about our previous discussion of um, mind over matter. Yes. You know, he definitely like has some incredible capabilities to be able to just kind of <clears throat> what it seems like is lock in and just decide he's got this mission and just don't let anything stop him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, I think about, like, being just sick anyway, and and I think about, like, as an example, my husband being sick. I laugh about it recently because, like, he came home one day and he's like, oh, I'm not feeling good, and he's moping around, <laughs> and he's having one of his tennis days, and, I, and I'm like, do you think you have the coronavirus? He's like, I do, I, I do. Um. <laughs> You know, and it's like two days of him just like, I've got the coronavirus. I've got the coronavirus. This is it. You know, <laughs> I've got to stay inside. I was like, you know, and I'm feeling his temperature. And I'm like, you don't have a temperature. You don't have a temperature. He thinks he's got a temperature. He thinks he's sweating. And he decides to go get a thermometer. And as soon as the thermometer comes and he tests himself, he's like, oh, I don't have a temperature. And I was like, and all of a sudden change for the rest of the day happy n- seemingly normal and i just said what if that was a plus you know what I mean? like what if that thing didn't even work would you feel better you know like did you like did you do you really think you had that and he's like i really thought i had it and I, but i i think what i saw was that it just completely took over him it just took over him where he succumbed to what he thought was his own fuck the nocebo effect. Yes, you know? exactly. <clears throat> Where he really thought he had a sickness and that's all he could think about, that's all he could talk about. And he was physically acting here's someone who actually is fighting for his life and yet doesn't tell a I don't know who, I don't know, maybe he did tell some people. Because I don't know how you would be able to. No, you have to, like, go to chemo, maybe, or. I don't know. Go to the doctor, but maybe it was. His family, maybe. Yeah, but. And being so young. That, that's the other thing. He was so young. 43, yeah. Like, almost our age. Mm-hmm. And you think, like, what would you like? What would you do? But that happens. Like it takes, a, a, you know, some sp- like a special uh, character and personality to say, "Hey, this is not what is going to re- uh, define me." And you have to think, uh, if you want to keep fighting up until the day you you're gone, or you're just going to, you know, relax. I've seen so many people that. Uh, they just they have terminal diseases and they just pull through. Like this is this is it. I have a really close relative, and that person was happy 
to until the last day. He was a person that never, like, never lost hope on themselves. Like, you know, like, it was like a personal battle. Let's say, okay, maybe this is my pride, this is my ego, but this thing is not going to define me. So I'm going to be acting as if nothing has happened. This is a personal attack on me. I'm going to be happy. I'm cool. Nothing to see here. And I'm just going to behave the way, the way you should, that, that I usually do. Mm. And that was amazing because that same... Uh, the same attitude keep him alive um even for a longer time than expected exactly instead like who knows that if if he will have get depressed or if if he will have get uh you know really sad he wouldn't have last Mm -hmm. for that long Mm -hmm. so i think that you know, think about mortality sometimes is, you know, maybe you don't have to think about it in a really pessimistic way, but in the same time, you have to think like, okay, if, and we don't know, like, like, our days are counted, maybe 20, 30, 50 years, or maybe tomorrow. So you have to think about it and say, huh, what do I want to do? Like thinking in a little bit positive way, like, okay, this is like a setup that, of things that are my priorities and what can I do to mm-hmm. honor my, my life and my legacy? Or myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, wow, it's kind of leaving me sort of speechless at the moment, this idea that <clears throat> maybe um, death isn't something to be feared, like the end of life isn't something actually to be feared, it's just the end of a particular cycle. And also, too, when you're talking about the person who said, okay, I'm not going to let this define me and whatever, I'm just going to function as normal, they basically took their power back. Because what you do is you relinquish power and you tell, you know, this doctor tells you, well, based on what I know and the schooling that I've taken and your test results and all this stuff, you have this and this is your life expectancy. And who is that person? Yeah. Who who are they? And who are they in terms of bearing on your life? Exactly. And it's like that, that person, and I'm sure like anyone who knows someone that had a chronic disease, uh, would be like, you know, they were like, no, I'm, I'm good, I'm fine, I'm cool. And then this illness, this illness comes in like, no, you know, you have to, you know, you ha- you're sick, you're weak, uh, I'm breaking you down. And that person is just comes back and then he, it's a constant battle. At the same time, it's like, uh, like you say, taking back their power on their lives. They, they, I think they're aware that it's going to be like a really big uh, fight that probably is, you're not going to be successful at it. But at the same time, you have your power back. You say, hey, this is me. This is my life. This is my life, exactly. This is mine. It's mm-hmm. not his or theirs, it's mine. Yeah, because at the, at the end of time, like if you think about death, it, it's heartbreaking, but we think it's heartbreaking. Because it's all we know. 
Yeah, and also because you think about the family and the relatives, and this kid is going to be orphan, and this mom is is going to be childless and all and all. But if you think particularly on the person that is dying, then you think like, okay, really bad that suddenly. Obviously, I wouldn't like it for that to happen to me, but obviously your life has been cut short or your life, like, you know, it was meant to stop here. But then what you're going to do about it? You get your affairs in order and say, okay, I'm going to live like this, like that, like that, because this is the time to think about me and what am I going to do and what will be my legacy. So I think if you see mortality like that, hmm. you can think about the power you have on your life. Yeah. I think we've kind of made death seem like a very, as a society, as a culture, because we know so little about it. We know so little about like what happens yes. after death. We're so frightened about it which is why i love that like what is it called i think it's called la muerta is that what it's called mm, yeah in, in mexico the celebration of of death yeah. which i really like and i'm really fascinated by because it's there's something so empowering about not being afraid of it and not treating it like this like ooh, it's so spooky <laughs> death and spirits and this whole other idea and that also, I feel like, has something to do with taking back your power and realizing that it's just something that is just a part of life and something you have to accept, yeah. which isn't so bad once you accept it. Yeah, that's right. So maybe, you know, sounds like someone like Chadwick, as young as he is, was obviously wise beyond his years and realized that once he accepts who and what he is, who's to define who and what he is, you know? Only him. Only him. And when he dies is when he dies. Not when a doctor says or just, you know, determines. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Or... Because you're given a diagnosis, what does that actually mean, though? Like, it's just, it just reminds me so much of the person that you talk about who was given this diagnosis and lived well past the time that her doctor assumed she would live. It's like, what is that diagnosis? Who are you, you know? Like, yeah. You know, and, and the interesting too, the interesting thing too, I think about him was I, I was just taking a look at all the characters he played and watching some of those interviews he's had and seeing him talk about just some of the things he's experienced or just watching him talk about the things he's experienced. He looks so wise. Yes. He looks so lived in. He looks so experienced. And I'm not sure if I'm just thinking that because maybe he was sick during those times or whatever. And so sometimes that ages you, you know. But there's something about the way he spoke and the way he held himself that looked like he had so much knowledge to impart. Yes. And so much, like, authority 
about it, you know? That's true. But do you also notice that he looked happy? He didn't look bitter or tired. He just looked like content, yeah. like wise and happy. Mm-hmm. Like he had like this peaceful smile. You would look at him and it's like, oh. Mm-hmm. He inspired all that peace. Because that, that is the face that, that I think he... Yeah. He yeah, I think it's hard not to sort of in this way not idolize him. Yeah, he kind of has. He has the whole like Patrick Swayze. You know, Patrick Swayze had that same sort of thing. Not, I'm not talking about their personalities. I mean, sort of the, like not having told anyone that they were battling the sickness, and then all of a sudden they, you know, we know that they would battle it, and then they, you know, and it was such a like sad story. But somehow, not to compare the two, but there is something interesting about these you know these people sort of facing their mortality mm-hmm. and still doing what they love mm-hmm. despite it i think that there are very that's that's a lot of control yes you know, it's a lot of self-control, Self- self-composure. Self-soothing, like, you know, it's it would be human, like, if you get a bad news, like, a news like that, and you're being reminded about your mind, like, hey, do you remember that? You die. You die? Like, come on. But so it's that, relative, too, right? Do you remember that you're dying? Isn't everyone see. dying every day? Like, yeah. Like, these, We're all these dying. People, they will say, like, yeah, fuck that. Mm. So it's like compared to what, you know, mm. and, and I'm sure he, he, there's this other interview about with Chadwick where he talks about have you know, visiting these kids and this cancer unit oh, okay. and, you know, he talks about how like important that was for him to, to be seeing this and everything. And it's like, I'm sure he's thinking, he was thinking but this isn't even me. Like I, I'm, I'm, I, I can do these things and look. You know what I mean? So again, it's like relative compared to what everybody's dying. You know. So I was reading about um, archetypes. Have you ever heard about archetypes? Soul archetypes. Oh no. By Carl Jung. Carl Jung. Um, he's bas- He basically like studied alongside um, Freud. Mm-hmm. And. Everyone kind of like idolized Freud and then he kind of went off in his own thing. And he's sort of like this mystical psychiatrist. I call him mystical because <laughs> like he believes in the, the subconscious and the unconscious reality of things and, and the workings behind that rather than what Freud was, which was like very practical and very like... This is this and that is that. And yeah. Yes. And you know the Myers... You know the Myers... Oh, yeah. Test? Mm-hmm. It was, so the people who invented that test, the Myers-Briggs, whoever it was, I think it was a mother and a sister, a mother and a daughter, sorry, Mm -hmm. I think, Mm -hmm. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was mother and and daughter. daughter. Okay, Mm -hmm. yeah. And they got their teachings from Carl. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And based on what it was called the collective unconscious, and they wanted to present it to a more, present it 
to a wider audience in a more palatable way. And they came up with these personality types, which are used in corporate. Mm -hmm. But there's another sort of like really froofy side to this called the 22 soul archetypes, which everybody, I guess, has six main archetypes in them. And I've been studying and I finally like finished my, you know, this whole thing about it. And I've been studying my archetypes and they're so cool. And anyway, one of my archetypes has to do with death and oh wow that's so so crazy right yeah it's so weird we're talking about it right now and it's people who are afraid of either death which i'm afraid of feel like they've got something that they need to accomplish Mm -hmm. and they also feel it's part of their soul mission to like transform consistently transform which is like fucking nuts so like but it makes sense at the same time it does. you're like what like, yeah it does oh. so now talking about what i think about death and and seeing seeing the death of chadwick bosman you know and looking at how he embraced death mm-hmm. and still was able to transform in all these characters and in his life it's like he accepted death You know, he accepted transformation. Being able to talk about um, this right now is really interesting because I've had such a limited perspective, almost like, you know, because I'm a a spiritual person, religious person, I don't know exactly what death looks like. And there are so many people like Chadwick Mm -hmm. who have embraced it and accepted it to a degree, to as much as any human being can, I think. And said, it doesn't define me. This isn't... This is not who it, This is not how I... This isn't not me. How, yeah, this, this is, is just not how it something. Finish. Yeah, this is not how we dance. Which is like it's, fucking nuts. Because you think it ends, right? And you're like... This is it. Yeah, you, you, you freeze. I think that I will receive... A new is, is like this type of news on my life, and like, hey, this is going to happen. I I will freeze. I will be so scared. Like I will be so anxious and scared. It's like, what's going on? Why me? If it, I, like it will be so difficult to, you know, canalize that and make something productive out of it. Yeah. It is. It yeah. It would. I think it is for most people. I think that's yes. the human experience. Yeah, and that's he is so remarkable. Yes, because he did. Because he, he went about being human. Thanks for listening. We want to know what you think. Send us your comments and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at hashtag Wanna Coffee Pod.